KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Time to take our weekly look at the economy. Our first discussion of 2022 with economist David Fiorenza. We talk jobs, jobless claims, GDP, and more. Give a listen. So to start, sir, our first conversation of 2022, and it will be driven by uh, jobless and unemployment numbers and payrolls and stuff. Uh, let's start. We get the non-farm payrolls up a, a tick under 200,000 uh, in December. It's less than half of what the estimates were, but it is still a lot of jobs added. And oh, by the way, the unemployment rate is at 3.9%. Uh, if you look at this on its merits rather than through the lens of what people were expecting, it's still it's pretty good. Matt, yes, it is. Happy New Year to you, your staff and KYW and our listeners. It's not that bad. There was one decrease in jobs and it was in the government sector um, because a lot of places in in the Commonwealth, Delaware, Jersey, were taking a look at their budgets and they were downsizing a little bit. Um, Not much, but something. And also hospitality, leisure, the jobs are increasing. We're seeing increases in manufacturing, which is a good thing. You know, we're hovering around 200,000 jobless claims. That's not bad. The four-week average, 205,000, uh, that's not bad either. October and November, we had some revisions, which we normally do with the Bureau of Labor Statistics. We actually added an additional 14,000 jobs in those two months from what you and I spoke about earlier. So this is a good thing. Mentioned the unemployment rate at 3.9%. Now, that was better than the estimated 4.1%. And we are coming close to like, the 50 year low, which I think was like three and a half percent in February 2020. When you consider where we've come from February 2020 to now and what we've gone through, that's pretty impressive. It is. We were as high as close to 15 percent during the pandemic and to be down to below four percent. Now, some will argue with me and say, well, the labor force participation rate is not high, but I'll say it's been increasing. It's almost up two percent from a couple of years ago, which is a good thing. Look, we're almost at full employment. You're always going to have around three, three and a half percent of people who are in between jobs. You know, they they get laid off or maybe they have to get out of the workforce to take care of uh, an adult, a child, whatever the case may be. Maybe they have an illness, uh, an operation. But to be below four percent on a macro level, I'm going to start clapping, Matt. And you talk about the labor force participation. I think something people need to understand, and you talk about taking care of an elder or taking care of a child, we are still in a place where child care is not nearly as available as it was before the pandemic, and it was not in a great situation there from an affordability standpoint. Like There are a lot of people who can't go back to work or can't work full-time anymore because they have to take care of someone, and I feel like that's not factored into a lot of these discussions, and something you brought up over the months and at this point, years that we've spoken, is this pandemic, a lot of people were close to the finish line retirement. And I think uh, you've mentioned it. I agree with you. Probably looked around and go, you know what? Well, I'm just going to call it a career 18 months early because this is nuts and I don't want to get sick and I don't want to deal with this. I think those are things that those are big picture things that I don't think enough people are considering when they just look at the data. You're absolutely right. And 
having friends who are between the ages of 55 and 65, they're doing that. They still have parents that are alive that are in the early 80s, maybe late 70s, maybe mid 80s and saying, how much longer are my parents going to be around? I need to enjoy them. Or maybe they had a child that just got married and the children now have uh, their children. And now they have their grandparents. They're saying, you know what? I may want to take care of my grandparents, a couple grandchildren, excuse me, a couple of days a week while my son or daughter goes back out to work. And they want to participate in the gig economy because they love that flexibility. So that labor force participation rate, sure, it's going to be around 62 I don't think we're ever going to get to the point of being 68, 70%. That's unrealistic because people love their leisure time too much. And if they can make a living on some pension money, 401k, social security, gig money. And I think people, Matt, you and I have talked about this on air and off air. People have learned to live within their means a little bit better than what they did before. And how much the overall, when you look at the, you know, this, this first Friday, when all this, uh, unemployment and and jobs numbers info comes out as i kind of said off the top it really is amazing to me how much of it is framed as what the quote-unquote experts thought they were going to have it's not really looked at on its merits it's looked at more of oh well this group of people thought the number was going to be x and it fell short of that so as a result this thing must stink and that's you know i i can understand weaving that into the conversation but it goes deeper than that it does. And I'm going to show my age by giving some examples. It's like the Boston Celtics or the Los Angeles Lakers of the 80s. They won so many championships, you expect them to continue to win championships. It's the same thing that happens here. We have these large numbers throughout the years, and we say, oh, well, I expect jobless claims to always be low. I always expect retail sales to always be high. That's not going to be the case. We're always going to have swings in the economy or what we call business cycles. I looked at business activity, consumer activity. Everything looks good, except I'm going to say the one thing that's not good is wage growth. You cannot always have wage growth of three and 4%. There's going to be times when companies are going to tighten the noose a little bit and not be able to give out the large raises. So you're absolutely right, Matt. People have this notion in their mind that 20 years ago, we always had over 200,000 uh, every week of job jobless claims. We always had these revisions that were really high. We always had these numbers where we were adding 400,000 jobs. Look, technology set in in the past 25 years. So that hurt a little bit too as well. And you mentioned wages, not for nothing, but in this latest data we got, wages increased 4.7% year over year from last year. That's significant. That's a lot. We have so much talk about inflation and I get it. It's <laughs> there and it's real and it has to be dealt with. But Wages raising at a pace like that, uh, that's that's important. As an economist, I'm happy with that number. Look, when we had inflation in the, in the year 1979 through 82, when it was double digits, you didn't see wage growth of double digits. Your wage growth is never going to match inflation unless inflation is below 2%. And even with that, companies, if they saw 2% inflation, they're going to say, well, we can't give out raises, bonuses of that high. We want to stay within inflation. We know inflation was going to be 6 6.5%. You and I talked about that on air and off air. But to have over 4% wage growth, I'm happy with that. Let's talk a little bit about GDP. We will get those numbers for the final quarter down the road. Looks like uh, the Atlanta Fed is tracking 6.7% growth for the final quarter. Does that fall in about what you were thinking? What do you think we will see when we eventually get the GDP number? 
I may not be as optimistic or rosy, but I'm still looking at it as the glass more than half full. I'm hoping it's going to be in the 4% range. I know the Atlanta Fed usually does become a little bit more optimistic than some of the other Federal Reserves. Uh, though the people working for the for the Federal Reserve in various cities all have their own little niches, if you will. And Atlanta has uh, some people who, who have worked in industry. Uh, they've been out on the streets. And that's why you always see their numbers a little bit higher when it comes to GDP, wage growth, uh, and those kinds of things compared to the Philly Fed and other Feds where there's more academia types working there. We talk about some of the individual Feds, the overall Federal Reserve, a lot of talk about the possibility of a rate hike. Personally, I think it's not a matter of if, but it's when. How quick do you think we will see the Federal Reserve Act to, to raise interest rates in 2022? I agree with you. It is not if it's when, and I think it's going to be three times. I think they're going to see something very soon within February 1st. Uh, we'll see the first rate increase. It's not going to be a half a percent. It'll be um, a quarter percent, maybe even lower. And then if the economy doesn't cool down, I, then I think you're going to see that second rate happen way before the second quarter ends. So I think you're going to see three this, this year. Uh, and the most, it'll be an entire point. But even with that, it takes a little while for the mortgage markets to be able to absorb those rates and the credit markets. So I would say to people right now, if you want to go out and borrow money, go out and borrow money. I also want to say to you, if you have um, a used car, you may be able to get some good money for it. If your lease is up right now, since the cars are not out there, and if you want to cash in on that, cash in on it right now. So the rates are still low for mortgages, for home equities, for auto loans. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.